I'm James Ryan Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. You are listening to episode 33. If you missed the pilot episode or this is your first time listening, this is a podcast for what I like to call Mind Discipleship. It's a podcast for those who want to set their minds and their hearts on things above, which is where the name of the podcast comes from, Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, set your minds on things above. I think this podcast is important. I wouldn't do it if it weren't, because I think we all, me included, need a steady series of thoughts from above. And today's thought from above is this, we are wired for worship. This idea comes from my friend, John Erberg. John was a guest on this podcast. I've known John for many, many years. And I love to listen to John's sermons, his books I read, everything. But in a sermon John gave not long ago, actually on St. Patrick's Day, he listed a series of ideas, thoughts from above, if you will, that really formed a huge wow for me and led me to worship. I mean, it was just natural as I listened. And I just want to share them with you because they they move me to worship, which I'm wired for, and I think they'll do the same for you. If you listen regularly to this podcast, you know how much I use the word wow. Wow, wow is a great word. It is, as John will note, a word that describes worship or worthship. Because when we encounter something so good and beautiful and true that we can only say, wow, we have almost unconsciously entered into worship. And we were designed for that. So I want to get to John Ortberg's astonishing set of thoughts. But before I do that, I want to let John tell us actually why we need them so badly. And namely, it's because we've become so jaded to the joys and wonders of our life that we've nearly lost the capacity to say wow, which leads to worship. What if wow is built into existence and built into reality? But we're just too jaded or old in our spirit or warped by sin, and we keep missing it. So many people live as if God's not done anything for me today. My job is dull. My car is old. I don't have a spouse, or I do have a spouse, but I'm pretty sure I got the wrong one. People live as if they don't have anything to praise God for. Now, let me pause there. Anybody relate so far to the kind of negative thinking John's describing? I imagine I probably hit one or two thoughts you've had running through your head, and I confess it, I'm not immune. That kind of negative thinking is all too common. It's sometimes what I call the ER mode of existence. This is wrong. That didn't go my way. This is never going to work. So forth. A kind of thinking that actually never helps us. It's not what we were designed for, because deep inside our souls, we are longing for that which naturally leads us to say, wow, which leads us to worship. But then John goes on to tilt our thoughts in another way. Let me read John's thoughts on this idea. But we live in this universe of light and life, and we are told that light and life exploded from a singularity smaller than the head of a pin in less than a second, and you are alive in it. And today, 
you woke up and you got another day and your heart is beating and your lungs are breathing and your mind works and you have a church and you have, if you will, a God that loves you and you have, if you will, a Savior who died for you and you have, if you will, a Holy Spirit to guide you and you have a purpose in this life and the promise of heaven in this life to come and that is just for starters. Imagine that when you awoke, the God who made all of this turns out to be your Father who loves you. Oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. John goes on, There is a producer of wows, there is a wow-er, and that is God. And there is a receiver of wows, a wow-e, and that is you and me. And when a wow gets directed toward God, the word for that in the Bible is worship. And we are commanded to worship, as the psalmist says, give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, which is his character and his being. But why should God want us to worship him? I mean, is God egotistical? No, no, no. C.S. Lewis said that God commanding us to worship him, at first when Lewis read those words, troubled him. But then Lewis discovered that whenever we encounter beauty or excellence, Our experience of it is incomplete, Lewis said. Joy naturally overflows into praise. In other words, joy inevitably overflows. When I met my lovely wife, Megan, and every day since, I am moved when I see her. I thank God for her, and I want to tell her about it. Just this morning, I told her, I love you. And that is because we are, as John Orberg notes, primed for praise. And that praise comes easily when we soak our minds on thoughts from above, the very thoughts that John listed previously. Now, I don't know about you, but my thick mind needs lots and lots of repetition. And I need to go slowly. I need to let it sink in. My mind is more like a slow cooker than a microwave. So what I want to do now for the rest of this podcast is to repeat John's very powerful points so that you can slowly cook these marvelous, life-giving, awe-inspiring, worship-producing thoughts from above. We live in a universe of light and life. This universe exploded from a singularity smaller than the head of a pin and in less than a second. And you are alive in it. And today you woke up and you got another day. And your heart is beating. And your lungs are breathing. And your mind works. And you have a church. And you have a God that loves you. 
have a savior who died for you and you have a holy spirit to guide you and you have a purpose in this life and you have the promise of heaven in the life to come the God who made all of this turns out to be your father who loves you and I might add if I can add to the beauty of John's words my own words a God who loves you even on your worst day have you felt a wow or two in this I hope you have and I hope you will not just today but every day and for the rest of your life I could listen to these words every day and perhaps that's the best thing I can do there's an old saying the best things in life are not things the best things in life are these realities may these realities become your realities each and every day if you want to hear more of John's sermon titled practice not perfect you can do so at menlo.churchsermons or you can follow the link on our website below this episode I hope you join me next week for episode 34 until then you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Ryan Smith and you can learn more about this podcast at apprenticeinstitute.org if you enjoyed this episode please share it with a friend and you can also subscribe which means you're going to get them automatically each week my hope as always is that one day if you're asked hey what's on your mind your answer will be things above. <laughs>